it was kind of a question mark. He told me he thought they'd be pretty good and they'd surprise some people. I just didn't know if A, it would spin off the corners and then it being stable. I guess there was a little bit of issues with like tank slapping, but uh, I thought the thing would spin off the corner and he passed me in practice, dude. And he rolled through the middle. Like we rolled through the middle about the same. And when he got on the throttle and drove five bike links off the corner on me, I'm like, oh shit. Like, Episode 97, Tank Slapping Podcast. Pretty amped up on this show. We got a really good fill-in co-host. Um, Robbie Bobby's got, I don't know what he's got going on. He's got some sort of a 10K at the racetrack. I know he sure as fuck ain't running in it, so I guess he's managing a 10K. I don't even, I don't know what's going on. But, man, I made a call, and I got Sammy Halbert on as a co-host. Sammy, what's up, dude? Hey, guys. Not, not much. Happy to be on here and filling in for all Robbie Bobby. Yeah, so what's been up, man? It's been a while since we've had you on the show. I think you were like, I think you were like episode three or four, um, <laughs> long time ago. You were one of our, like our first, our first big guests on the pod. So uh, it's been a while since we've had you on. But obviously, most of the fans watch American Flat Track. They saw you go into outer space last year, and then you came back. You've been riding. We've been watching you on social media. And you're slated to race Laconia, right? So what's what's been going on? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, obviously last year did not end the way we were hoping hoping for it. And uh, you know, I was planning on continuing to race full time for for several more years, but having to having to ramp up this whole transition phase just after that big crash, kind of kind of the whole risk versus reward um, scenario started tilting in the other direction for me so I decided to to make a change and just race the lower speed tracks so kind of the opposite of what Brian Smith did um, my line of thinking is just that um less less likely on the lower speed tracks to have a real catastrophic injury although I know it's you know the bar bang and short track stuff still still dangerous and whatnot but I enjoy that kind of short track stuff it's what I grew up on so yeah, made a made my own schedule this year. Gonna ride the the short tracks, um, the three short tracks, and uh, and Castle Rock TT, of course. So yeah, looking forward to my little four race schedule and uh, getting back out there soon. It's coming up. Yeah, so I mean, basically, how bad? Obviously, it was a, a really bad injury, but you didn't post too much about the leg deal. Um, that's kind of what I've heard you've been dealing with. For the fans listening what's what's going on like what was that recovery process like and what made you kind of rethink your plans to race full-time with the extent of you know because you've been through some injuries dude like I mean you've you've been through some some pretty good ones and you're pretty pretty freaking resilient but what's the big uh you know what's new with the leg injury and what was the severity of like what you dealt with yeah I mean my body's still good enough like I could race full time but it's just one of those things that um just just had started to have a shift mentally with with the way I started doing the sport and and I think even partially sitting on the sidelines when I broke my my toes earlier in the year and just starting to see it a little differently but um that ankle injury was pretty bad I think it's called a pylon fracture it basically shattered my ankle and um I had to get two plates and 20 screws so quite a bit of hardware in there and it's uh yeah, it's been a long recovery. Like it still hurts uh, from 
pretty regularly um depending on what i'm doing with physical therapy and working out like i'm able to cycle a lot and ride flat track no problem i have no idea when or if i'll ride motocross again um but because i'm definitely not ready for that um so yeah it's been it's been a tough tough recovery with the ankle um that's that was the main thing from that crash luckily that was the only real bad thing from the crash other than lacerating my eyelid and and breaking my wrist um and just the other like general beating up stuff um that i've been through so so yeah that and um and yeah just just decided it was time to make a shift where are you at right now you think as far as percentage wise back to where you were like at least for flat track do you feel like you're 80 percent you know 90 percent like and where do you think you'll be heading into laconia as far as you know 100 percent sammy halbert or like how, how is your recovery as of right now with your riding yeah, it took a little bit. Like when I first started riding flat track again, I kept getting arm pump. I would ride for a little bit and just pump up. Like it was fun to ride, but I would just get arm pumped so bad. And then, uh, and then just several weeks ago, it just sort of all clicked. And um, like I just had to, you know, also clean up my diet a little bit more and and cycle a little bit more and get that cardio up. And and now I'm able to ride like out at out at Woody's just as good as I ever did. Um, like almost sometimes it almost feels better because you come after taking so much time off there's like certain things you kind of have a fresh look at like different techniques I start looking at and and focusing on so it also took me a bit to get used to the brake because um, I'm I'm only riding now with a motocross boot and just to give me that extra protection so it took a little bit to get used to the brake and get the brake pedal positioned right but once I got that dialed in and the arm pump went away like I can I can go out there and just hammer out the lab so I was going out with just a full tank of gas and not bringing a can and that was enough but now now I'm going out there burning through a tank of gas and, and having to put more in it so so I feel like I'm as ready as I ever ever have been for for short tracks and, and flat track stuff um definitely not not moto like I know I know I'm not ready for moto and stuff like that but but yeah I feel feel good uh, good shit, man. Yeah, it's good to hear. It'll be good to have you back. Back on the grid. It's been kind of weird, man. It's been a weird, weird year with like no B Smith, no Halbert, no Wiles. It's like an error is diminishing. It's uh, I feel like me, Meese, and Pearson are like some of the, the last standing early 2000 guys. Uh, I'm probably missing a guy or two, but man, it's it's been weird. So it'll be cool to have you back on the grid and, and give some uh, a little bit of normalness to back to where we were. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, stoked to have you on. We're going to do a red mile rewind show, kind of talk about the red mile. Um, before we get into that, I want to make sure we shout out the sponsors and make the show happen weekend and week out missions, mission foods, really, uh, really excited to have them on board with our podcast and everything they're doing for the sport. Uh, make sure you support mission foods, go online, go to your local grocery store and get some product bell power sports, the official, Helmet of Tank Slapping Podcast, the quality and safety is unmatched. If you start Tank Slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com. Motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. Yamaha with the, with the big win this weekend. Dallas Daniels getting his first win on the Yamaha. So um, really exciting news for him. And then on the other side of it, we got Indian Motorcycle. They've been a huge supporter of what we're doing and big fans of our podcast, big fans of the sport. Since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. And uh, well, we're going to talk quite a bit about the uh, the Indian restrictions because we it's been talked about, but this was the first taste we got to see on the mile. And it was it was interesting. So we're going to 
talk the Indian, but uh, I mean, sorry, talk about the Indian motorcycle, but everything they're doing for the industry, really cool brand, American flat track, King of the baggers, Moto America, super hooligan racing, and much more. Make sure you go and, and support Indian motorcycle, grab a, grab some apparel at your local dealership, test ride a bike. And yeah, big, uh, big fans of what they're doing. Moto America. We got road America this weekend. I'm, I'm really amped up for it. I'm obviously a huge fan of the series got to be involved with VIR and race direction, which was pretty, pretty freaking awesome. So I wish I was headed to road America, but I won't be there this weekend taking little man racing, but yeah, check it out. Go, go watch that race at road America. If you're anywhere near Wisconsin, it's one of the best races to watch. The facility is just amazing. It's so cool. The track's badass. And if you can't watch it, subscribe to the live plus package. It's $109.99 for the season or $12.99 per event. Dunlop motorcycle tires, the official tire of the American flat track series and tank slap and podcast, 19 inch, 17 inch flat track tires, off-road street, Got all the rubbers you need for your steed, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. Jerry Stinchfield, Uncle Jerry, hooking us up, keeping us going, keeping the sport alive. Nearly 40 years of experience, commercial industrial roofing company. I know his, his team's working really hard right now on, on getting those Indians dialed in with the new rules and uh, hoping for, for good results for Jerry and, and Ben. And obviously, that's, that's, your, that's your team, man. I, f- I forgot you're a, G- a Jerry rider this, uh, this season, so that's pretty rad, but... Yeah, he just helps out so many people. He's a really good guy, and uh, we appreciate him for supporting our podcast. And Manscaped. Support for Tank Slap and pod- Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, it's really, honestly, surreal to have them supporting our podcast. They uh, support a lot of podcasts I listen to as a fan. They reached out and wanted to support what we're doing. So if you're interested in the products, go on manscaped.com, type in the code TANKSLAP20, 20% off and free shipping worldwide. The performance package 4.0, it's, it's, it's insane. The technology pretty much with everything these days, but with, uh, manscaping products, this, the product is, is got a flashlight on it. It's, it's, it's insane. It's hard to even describe without Robbie Bobby here. Cause he's, he's a, an avid user, a daily of, a, of the manscape, but daily. Yeah. yeah. I've been on the manscape program for a while. I think it might be time to get the new one. It sounds like if they've uh, upgraded it. Yeah, I had the first one and it was good. Like I was obviously stoked on it, but this one, it was like, it can't be that much better. So I, it like sat in the case for like a week and I was like, all right, I'll give this thing a whirl. And I'm like, holy shit, like upgrade. So yeah, yeah. Give it a, give it a look guys. And uh, again, tank slap 20 is the code, uh, man, a lot to talk about Sammy. Um, I guess we'll start first, dude. Like I wanted to talk about you obviously watching the races now, you probably watched the events on Facebook and then they switched over to fans choice TV again, this, this event, what are your honest thoughts on that coverage and how was the, you know, watching it from where, from where you were at this weekend? I mean, it's hard for me to watch the races. I'll say for sure. Like, especially this weekend, um, it was, it was tough being home and, and watching it, but, but as far as the viewing experience, it's definitely upgraded on the fans choice, um, platform. Um, I definitely prefer that. Um, it all went, went, went pretty well. Like occasionally, occasionally it would like freeze up or whatever. And that is, but it, it seemed like I just back up out of it and back into it. And it was, it was going again for the most part, caught all of it. Um, so it was, yeah, it seems like they did a good job with the coverage. Um, I'd like to get in there and, and like Ralph and Scotty are, are, are solid announcing. So I think it's going to be tough to, to get in there, but I feel like they're missing a little bit of like some in-depth rider insight that 
that that I could provide. Like I, I went in and did some announcing during the qualifying at Belusha and enjoyed that and um, felt like I started to get more comfortable towards the end of that. So hopefully I get a shot um, in there again and can can kind of stay involved with the series in some way, whether it's that or whatnot. But but yeah, those guys are solid. So it'll be be a t- be tough tough to get in there. I think. Yeah, I mean it's it's not easy to go from being a racer to in the booth. Like that's one thing with, with Supercross, you see like Carmichael and Emig and all those guys, but it's, it's not easy to have, you know, Zach Osborne did it a few times this year and Adam C and Cirillo. And they talked about how hard that transition is. Cause you got, you got TV in your ear. You're trying to provide insight. You're trying to not say, um, or, you know, like, you know, typical racer podium speech, like you're trying to, be efficient with your wording and your grammar and not like cursing, you know, cause it's I, for, doing a podcast for me, it's pretty casual. Like pretty much you can mess up, say what you want, but when you're on, on TV, on fanschoice.tv or Fox sports, NBC, there's a level of professionalism. It's not just talking good. It's, it's an, you gotta be super efficient. So, but with that being said, having that, having that rider insight, like getting a little bit deeper, um, yeah, Scotty and Ralph are true professionals and getting like getting deeper in, it's just like a fine line. Like, I think we need it. Like, I think we need a little bit more gritty grittiness to like what's going on behind the scenes. But I was actually, we'll talk about it later, but I was actually pumped that the series, they showed a lot of the Jared and JD thing. Like I usually they would, you know, I feel like they would cover it up and they wouldn't want to show that, but, um, but it was good. Like that it was, it was a, it was a good, uh, good stuff for the sport there. But yeah, I mean, I did, I'm obviously at the track and racing and I, the only like problem I have is I want to watch the freaking race. Like I wanted to watch the race that night so I can watch and see what I did wrong for tomorrow. And I, I still can't access either of the races from the weekend. It's like that they, they haven't posted them unless you watch them live. You can't go back and watch them yet. And that's- yeah, I noticed that too. I yeah, I went. I missed the couple of mains on Sunday. Um, the first two mains on Sunday, I went to to watch them back. And yeah, it was several years ago. We we had we were, we were had that ability to do that. We'd have these double headers, and we'd I'd go back to the to the hotel and and study the film and and come back. Kind of it would definitely help. Um, I imagine it has to do with the saving the content for the live broadcast, or or just or just them switching it over just now. Not not set up for that yet, but I'm not, not sure. Yeah. And I had sent Gene, Gene a text, uh, a couple texts. He hasn't responded yet. I'm like, all right, all right well, <laughs> um, you know, I just, I want to know what's going on. Like, so I can, you know, a know as a writer and B, like, you know, I have a podcast. So I want to like report on shit. And I'm just like, dude, I can't, I can't access it. Like, I feel like we should be able to go back and watch it. Like, um, cause the broadcast that they show on Fox sports, it's such a condensed version of, of what we're doing. Fuck. They don't even show my race. Like they might show 30 <laughs> seconds of it. So it's like, all right, well, I, I, I guess I'll see it eventually, but right. Um, anyway. So yeah, it's, it's cool. They, you know, they, the Facebook thing, I had a lot of hope for it. I thought it would have been really cool, but it just didn't pan out the way I thought it was going to, it was kind of shitty. So, um, I was open-minded, but eh, it just didn't work, but good for them for noticing that making the adjustment and bringing back fan choice. So, so that was cool. Um, track condition, Sammy, I saw you posted on one of the things that uh, the track looked really good as opposed to when we were there previously. Um, 
shout out to Brent Donnelly. They brought him on board with Steve and uh, I don't, I don't know who else was there, but I saw Steve, I saw Brent, they were doing their thing and the track was great. Like um, all things considered, they it had a little bit of rain, I think. Uh, I don't know what day it was, maybe Thursday, but track was fun, dude. It's um, well fun for what it is. Like I personally don't love the red mile, but it was actually, they did a really good job with the track prep. I thought. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know they brought Brent in. That's cool. To, cool, Good to see they're trying some different stuff. And um, yeah, in the past, I know like at turn one and two, the groove, I, I think didn't like it broke apart at some point, like it wasn't there the whole way around the corner. Um, so it was, which, which for me, you know, it made it technical and I was fine with it, but it's um, yeah, it definitely looked, I saw they were you know, talking about record, record lap times and stuff and talking about that being to do with the restrictors. And I personally felt in more had more to do with the uh, the track conditions. Yeah, I agreed with what you were saying. <laughs> what you saw said on the post, I'm like, eh, the track's way better. And also, I, I think the year you you rode the Yami, I think we had to run nines or tens that year. And those tires are hard, man. Like it's it's way like way faster, probably six, seven tenths with the seven than it is the nine or whatever we were running. So um, tire has a lot to do with it as well, but yeah, no, uh, generally speaking, it, it broke apart a little bit in one and two, but it was, it was good. They did a really good job with it. I don't love the shape of that track. It's really hard to gear. Um, I couldn't yeah. find a gearing. I like, like I, I ran one gearing in the main event and I was hitting rev limiter across the start finish line. But then when I took a tooth off, it was so sluggish off the corner um, and that's a big reason you see it's pretty much the only mile that the Indians are shifting. Um, so it's really, it's a really unique shape. Um, the corners are different sizes. So I don't know if you remember that too much on your bike or you guys didn't shift the Yamaha, right? Like you just ran one gear, right? We just ran one gear, but yeah, I remember, uh, battling with me's and he was shifting and that was, it's pretty odd. Um, were most of the guys shifting on the Indians or, or, or still was it mainly just think- Jared? No, I think everybody kind of moved to, sh- to, to shifting, especially with their restrictors. And I, I think I heard too, yeah. a lot of guys started adding, adding teeth, like with, with, uh, you know, the change in the rules, they, they just kept stacking teeth on them to, to get off the corner. So, um, yeah. No, yeah. Was, and they have, plus they have the RPM limit now as well. So that, I mean, that makes even more sense that they would have to shift them. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah, like whatever. I mean, the track track is what it is. I'd rather go, I'd personally rather go to OKC mile or, or something like that. I like, I mean, this tracks like the red mile, it's so hard to get away from people. Like you could crush a corner, but then they just pull right back on you on the straightaway. It's I like tracks where you're rewarded for corner speed and the red mile it's, I don't know. It's okay. Like it's, it's, it's not the worst track, but, um, but I'd rather go to OKC personally or something like that, but we got through it. Um, I guess we'll talk about the first day a little bit. Um, we'll go through thoughts for you, Sammy, on like the super twins class. We'll start with the premier class. Um, obviously Dallas got his first win. A lot of hype was going into this race with the Yamaha's, you know, everything they've been able to do this year. And then, the what they've taken away from the ftr 750 um the yamahas were kind of the favorite going into it and and that you know jd won the challenge and dallas won the main event what were your overall thoughts on uh on the super twins just generally speaking first yeah i mean uh it seemed like seemed like jd was going to be able to have it in the bag especially after the dash but um 
yeah, unfortunate for him to break. And then, um, and then, yeah, it was just interesting. Honestly, it was hard for me to watch, especially that one, just, just with, with the way the, the rules are and, and, and seeing like, and that's just kind of, maybe we'll touch on that later, but um, that just created a lot of uh, adversity in, in that race. Um, and then like, I, I takes me back to when they restricted the XR and it's so hard to pass the unrestricted brands um and makes you have to be super aggressive to to do a late draft um in a way it makes it a little more dangerous when the bikes are have that much different speeds um so it looked like it should have been an easy win for the yamahas um and uh it it wasn't that easy um in the end just because jared's tough um but 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 otherwise like the other indians were definitely on the struggle bus um in comparison to even the production twins bikes and stuff like that yeah. 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 It was it, like you said, it kind of created a little bit of more aggressive racing, which, which the fans like, but it's sketchy as a rider and kind of dude. So I'm driving home after the race and, um, I pull in, I, you know, I go inside, I'm, I check, uh, like, I didn't, I don't really like, I don't like to get on and just read everything because a lot of it's negative from the fans. So I usually take like an hour or two and then I'll get on, update my page. And the first thing I see, I see is a picture of JD and Jared. It looked, they looked like they were arguing. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I, I had no idea there was even an argument until I got back to my Airbnb that night. I'm like, oh shit. Like I had no idea. And then I watched the video of, of JD going down in the turn one and flipping him off and, um, Jared grabbing his helmet and a lot of fans were, we're pissy about that, but what were your thoughts on that deal? And then I'll touch upon it a little bit, but, um, yeah, I mean, you, you're pretty dicey and you've been in, you've been in your fair share of kind of arguments with people. So what, what's the Sammy take on that deal? Well, uh, initially on the incident, if you, it, it looked like from, from what I saw, the contact was made when JD turned left into Jared, but he was turning left to, to like make the corner and Jared, hadn't turned left yet it's, it's kind of hard to tell just from viewing it whether he really should have turned left yet or not I mean he was having to make that super aggressive late draft pass because like it's so freaking hard to like pass the unrestricted bikes so so that's what create you know circumstances created that but then the actual contact was made from JD turning left but you know he was turning left to make the corner so really hard hard one to call and who's whose fault there um I mean, I've had Jared turn right and clip me going into the corner, which was a little different, I think. But, um, but, but yeah, tough, tough, tough to on how to exactly to call that one. But it was pretty sick to see um, JD go by, like, and just put the bird right in his face. Like, it was pretty, pretty made for some good content. Like, it was, it was pretty badass in a way. Like that, that he was able to, to to do that and just hang it way out in front of him, and and uh, made. Um, like I've, I've won Lima before and went across the finish line with my middle finger in the air, but this was like, this was way better in focus. Like you could really see what was going on and, and they could commentate on it. So it made for great t- um, you know, TV as far as that goes. And then, and then afterwards, like, I, I, I don't know, the whole like grabbing the helmet thing that is pretty, that is pretty bad. Um, but I don't know what was being said there or, or what, um, but so just have to leave, leave that to them. Sounds like they sorted it out. So all good from me. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's it wasn't over the top. The the move thing, it's 
I watched it and I, I was pretty vocal with Jared's move last year at Springfield when he took B Rob's front wheel. I felt like he did a double move on the straightaway and that's kind of, it's, it's, you're not allowed to do that. So I was pretty vocal. This one, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, like you, you kind of summed it up pretty well. It was, um, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, Jared's got a bad rep as for doing stuff like that, but he, he does, he's not out to hurt people. Um, you know, that's one thing I will say, it's not like he's going out there and trying to, trying to hurt people. And I know Jared and JD, like they're friends, they train together and like we train all train together, you know, in the off season and Jared and JD have a lot of respect for each other. And I was perfectly fine with JD flipping them off. Cause it's these guys should have personality. They should have emotion. Like they put a lot into this and um, I'm cool with JD doing that. And I was cool with Jared grabbing his helmet. Um, You know, if some, I don't know what was said, but it wasn't like he punched him in the helmet. I think he was trying to get his attention to say something. Um, You know, people were like, Oh, if somebody grabbed my helmet, I'd I'd knock them out. It's like, ah, relax. Like you don't know the context of, of what was said or whatever. So yeah, little motion's good. It's 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 cool that these guys have a personality. I mean, the fans, you guys want more personality, and then the riders give it, and and then you're you're it, you're mad about it. Like it, it's it's what we do. It's our you know it's our whole life. We put a lot into this, so it's good. It's good for that, and let the boys do their thing and and get back on the track and uh, and race hard. So it yeah, they hashed that out from what from what Jared said, and I talked to JD a little bit as well, and he said, obviously they, they both felt differently on the, on the move and yeah, respect to both those guys. But that was, that was interesting. I had no idea it happened until I was driving home. I'm like, what the hell is this? So, yeah. um, yeah, so that was, that was interesting. Um, Dallas, obviously, obviously Dallas is phenomenal. I've raced with Dallas. I've been saying for years, that kid's, that kid's a, a, a really good, well put together racer, mentally talented, good racecraft. He works hard um you know he definitely definitely deserved the win you can't take away from from uh from his talent and what what the team did um for but, sure no huge, huge congrats to Dallas yeah I didn't said that yeah but now I'm so stoked for him and and for the whole Eskinson team it's uh it was awesome awesome to see like a little bit bittersweet for me because I like you know it had been since Roberts won one on um on a little track or on a mile or whatever on the Yamaha, but I had come inches short of doing it too. So it's like sucks that I didn't never got it done. Like I let off a turn four at, at, at Lexington and whatnot um, on the Essence and Yamaha. Um, but, but, but either way, um, stoked, stoked for them and huge congrats to Dallas. It was, it was very impressive. I'm sure many, many more to come. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it was cool. And then, man, it was crazy. We didn't talk about production twins yet, but Rispoli, um, he almost almost <laughs> won the, the other main event can you imagine if he would have if he would have snagged another like a both both wins like damn man it is going into that main event i'm like dude i think he can top five this like if he doesn't top five i'll be surprised and then he snuck his way up to third and i i thought maybe he had something for him if he was waiting or once he got in the third he didn't really make any moves like he was there um, I was rooting for him, dude. Like if you can go out there and whoop our asses and then, and then march your way through that thing was, um, I guess we'll trans transition in the production twins right now, but man, that thing was, it was kind of a question mark. He told me he thought they'd be pretty good and they'd surprise some people. I just didn't know if a, it would spin off the corners and then it being stable. I guess there was a little bit of issues with like tank slapping, but, uh, I thought the thing would spin off the corner. And he passed me in practice, dude. 
and he rolled through the middle. Like we rolled through the middle about the same. And when he got on the throttle and drove five bike links off the corner on me, I'm like, Oh shit. Like, um, it was one of those things. They rolled the dice on the platform. James rolled the dice, you know, riding the bike and it worked out for him. Like it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. The, the rules packages and super twins and production twins is a little cloudy right now, but what, what did you expect? I mean, it's not like we could have predicted the, uh, the KTM being that good. Um, and obviously James wrote the shit out of it. Like, I think it's underrated what James can do as far as like, he knows, he knows electronics. He knows the fly by wire stuff. He's, he can ride all kinds of different shit. Um, I don't think anybody could have jumped on that bike and did as well as him, but it was, you know, the combination was, it was like, damn dude, I, I guess we're, racing for second today so it's kind of one of them things yeah no doubt it was definitely impressive yeah it looked like once he got into third there he was just just i think on the ragged edge to hold the pace through the corners with those guys and maybe saw him like kind of towards the, towards the edge of the groove just trying to trying to keep it on and run run the pace that the, the leaders were running but yeah yeah super impressive uh from from those guys and i, I mean also uh, before we move on ben Lowe what, finished fifth in the super twins on night one which is is awesome for him and but it's also just shows like how imbalanced the rules package is on the miles and that's just kind of it's just the nature of the beast right now is is what it is and so some guys get some 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 extra opportunities but you still got to get out there and get it done so shout out to ben for uh getting a top five in the premier class i know i was pretty pumped on that because I, a, I like Ben, but Ben got fourth in our class and then he goes out and gets fifth from the fourth row in super twin so yeah, it's cool, like go production twins sort of thing, but um, yeah, but at yeah. the same time, it's like, uh, man, it's like, you know, um, he's a good enough rider to do it, but the way like you watch the you watch the Indians come off the corner and they don't even have a shot at drafting some of the bikes, you know. And honestly, I felt I felt the same way with 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 me behind the James on the eight ninety. Like uh, like I said, dude rode the shit out of the bike, but. I yep. pulled up, I pulled up behind him in practice when he passed me and it, I wasn't even a, I couldn't even try to stay behind him. Like in the draft, he would just mosey right along down the straightaway. So it's, yeah, the rules packages are weird and the miles gets the most kind of scrutiny because it's the nature of the track. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting moving forward, what they're going to do with these rules. And man, we could probably talk for hours about, about the different rules. And I don't want this pod to be, kind of just based on that because uh at the end of the day you got to ride the bike um but yeah it was it was interesting for me personally um we freaking blew up our our a bike in the first practice which was i couldn't believe it like our track record's pretty good with keeping bikes running and then that happened and you can't tech out like i remember last year you could tech out a bike for um if you could tech one out and put a new one in rotation so we were going to just put in like our half mile bike as a backup and they changed the rule. You can't do that anymore. So we had one bike for the rest of the rest of the day, essentially. And oh, wow. I was kind of on pins and needles. I'm like, man, like third lap of practice, you know, it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't good. And Janice too, man, he rode great all week. Um, last year I felt like I could draft like that thing. The bike's always been good. The Vance and Hines bikes. I think they're the, by far the best XGs out there. Uh, last year, I feel like I could draft by him a lot easier than this year. I think with the new, the new rules package, they um, they opened it up to 900 cc's for all the brands um, because of I think because of the KTM. 
But okay, like okay. personally, our Yamaha, we can't really make it any bigger than 750. Um, but I know like the Super Twins XG, like I'm sure you probably know more about that stuff, but they they have a bigger CC package. They they ran in Super Twins. So whatever yep. they did, man, the, the Vance and Hines team, they have a great team. A lot of good guys over there. A lot of guys that work hard. Terry wants to win. Jesse's a great rider, but man, they really stepped that program up, especially for the miles and it was discouraging for me, man. I just couldn't, I couldn't draft by those guys like, like I could before. So we're going to have to have to do some homework. And the first day, Jesse and James, they, I think they had a 10 second lead on third on me and at the end of the race, 10, 11 seconds. So it was, um, it was cool. We had a good battle. It was like Varnes, me, Mikey rush. Cool to see him back out there on a Harley in the, uh, production twins class, Nick Armstrong, Ben Lau. Um, so it was, good little production twins race, but yeah, James and Jesse whooped our asses on day one. So, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, singles, man, what are your, what are your thoughts on the singles watching from home? Man, uh, it's that Turner team really dominated on horsepower. It looked like, um, I mean, they, well, I think, I think night one, they, they're Morgan and Dalton led every lap. No other teams. I don't think led any laps. Um, and, uh, they definitely had kind of, were able to kind of control it. Um, so it was, was, was impressive to see from them and, and also just stoked for, for Morgan. Like he was, he was really, really in control all weekend. He felt like he looked like the strongest on his team. Looked like he could really control things there. And uh, so, yeah, it was, was, was stoked for him to grab the W and um, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely some, some good racing. Glad it was all safe. Um, I, I missed the, the race on Sunday. It looked like there might've been some drama on Sunday, but um, Saturday it looked pretty clean. Yeah, we'll touch upon that here a little bit. I wanted to give a shout out to um, some of the other bikes in the singles that looked like they were good and the uh, the riders rode rode really well. Trent actually, Trent Lowe, I was really surprised. He was, you know, first or second in qualifying all weekend. He was, you know, he podium the first day. I think he had a mechanical the second day. He called me yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to answer. My basement was flooding when I came home. I'm like, Oh shit. So, oh, so I didn't get to talk to Trent, but uh, yeah, good, good third place finish the first day. It's, it's really hard for a privateer in that class to podium the miles. I think, I think there's a lot of more, a lot more fact. Uh, there's more benefits for the singles on the miles to be a factory team. They get more resources. I feel the Turner bikes, um, Essenson, and then the KTMs. Um, you can put a lot of money into those four fifties and make them, make them better. I feel like than the smaller teams where it counts on the miles, but for Trent doing it out of, uh, out of his you know own motorhome with his dad, spinning the wrenches to get third on a mile was, was pretty cool. Uh, KTM, they were right there as well. Cody Cobb actually rode really stinking good. The last couple laps to get in the second, that was kind of a surprise to me. I didn't think he really had a shot to, get on the box that first day and the kid keeps, keeps doing Cody cop things, man. He's definitely, sir. Um, definitely um, impressive. Like what he's doing, even on the miles, like to get a second was, uh, was really cool. So yeah, good racing singles. It's always good racing. I feel like, um, I don't think there's anything else the first day really that. Yeah, no doubt. It was good to see Stolings, uh, Kevin Stolings kind of up in the mix and then looks like that um, rookie Gage Smith had a top 10 as well. So good to see some, 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 some of those guys getting kind of up in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And actually Hunter Bauer, actually from last year to this year, he made a lot of progress. I feel like on the mile as well. I remember watching a couple, 
couple races and I was like, who's that? And like second or third, it was Hunter Bauer on like, uh, you know, his own KTM or the NKR team. Just, uh, you know, he learned a lot from riding the miles last year to, to this year. I felt it was, uh, it was really cool to see him kind of improve as well. So for sure. I was, I was stoked for them, especially seeing them in the semi just right up there in second or third. I had worked with Hunter uh, coaching him a little earlier in the year and good friends with team owner, Nikki Kendall. And so I actually had chills watching that. I knew how important it was for them to, to make the main event with the, with the tough start to the season. So it was, was very stoked for them to, to get right, right in there, run up front in the semi and be in the mix and the lead draft and stuff like that. So good, good progress. And that's the kind of experience you need when you're just, a, you know, basically a rookie running a mile, like you just need to get that seat time be in the draft and, and kind of figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then also the, I mean, we'll kind of just move into the second day quick, but singles class the second day, I didn't see the Trevor Bruner and Max deal. Um, I was hoping you saw it <laughs> to talk about it, but uh, I didn't see it. I was, I just got done my main event and we were, we were working on the bike to, uh, to do the challenge, which I, I guess I'll talk about. It's my first challenge of the year, but um, I, we were last minute scrambling, trying to do that. So I didn't see Trevor and Max. Um, I really can't comment on it because I didn't see it. Um, I, I didn't even see any video because I can't find any video. I, I did see a picture. It looked like Trevor got in the Max. Um, Trevor's dicey, man. He's he's a dicey rider. He he doesn't wait. He He's aggressive, which, which is good. Um, I really like Trevor. I like the way he rides. He's a good kid. I, I go back to uh, amateur nationals with him, kind of rooting for him to win the Horizon Award. Um, so he's dicey. So I, I will say that I don't know offhand what happened, obviously on the mile, you gotta, you gotta be super extra cautious and respectful, but it's hard because you want to win these races and on a single, you know, watching the first day, you almost had to late draft some of these guys to have a shot, you know, you would late draft kind of go under the groove straight up and down, make the pass and then go, you know, it's, it's dicey that class. So I'll have to go back and watch the footage, but I know Max is pretty pissed off. Um, somebody told me, somebody told me they could hear him yelling in his Australian accent. So, uh, I think that shit's good for the sport as well. It really is like, it's not the taking out stuff. Like obviously we we don't want any of that, but the emotion is good. And, um, you know, I saw, saw a couple of the dads back in the pits, they were arguing after the race as well. So, um, I couldn't really hear what was going on, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, tempers and you know, a little bit of drama. So it's, it's good, but I just can't comment on, on that deal. And I guess you didn't see it either. Yeah. That's unfortunately I missed the production in the singles main. And then, um, um, I was hoping to catch it later, but I missed it. And then, yeah, it's hard to, hard to say without seeing it, but definitely, um, it, it, it is hard to pass in the miles when you, especially it looked like that bike wasn't the fastest. I mean, the Essence bike was fast, but they just, I'm kind of surprised they didn't have a little more steam to, to make it a little easier for, for Trevor, but um, it's a fine line with that aggressive riding. And as we, we knew it, it took me a while to, to learn how to stay on the other side of that fine line. I think, um, I think, I think he might still have a little, little ways to go in learning how to stay on the other side of that fine line. Um, especially on the miles. I, I think for me, I was always apprehensive on the miles and wasn't too aggressive on the miles, actually almost not aggressive enough, but, um, but yeah, it's a fine line. Hopefully he can, he can get more on the other side of it. It, it seems like, but, but yeah, I didn't see it either. So 
Um, but I will say just looking at the results and those guys that went down, it definitely looks like the cream still rose to the top in that class. Then those guys were able to, 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 to get back to the front. I think they started in the back, um, Max and, and Trevor. So um, definitely shows the, the talent those guys are bringing to the table. Yeah. And shout out to Dalton too, man. Like for him to, I think he finished fifth the first day and it, obviously that was a disappointment with, with having the steed to win and being up there, he kind of got shuffled back a little too much the first day talking to him and then to go out the second day and, and get a win. I, I said earlier in the year, Dalton on the miles on those bikes, he'd, he'd be a problem. And he uh, went out there and, and did his job and got his first win of the year. So so good for him. Obviously, good for Robbie Bobby, our, our guy, to uh, for them to get a win. And then for sure. Just, Actually, and just looking at the the lap leader leader thing, it was it was again the Turner Hondas led every lap in the main. Michler led thirteen laps, almost every lap. Dog three, and then Chase two. So pretty, uh, it's pretty 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 big statement uh, for the miles for those boys. And yeah, congrats, Dalton. Stoked stoked for for Dar- Dalton and and Murd to be grabbing the Ws. Yeah, and shout out to uh, Bigelow and Coolbeth and Mike Turner and all those guys for for bringing the package they do to the miles. You know, they put a lot of work in. They don't just stumble into into having fast bikes that everybody wants to bitch. Oh, their bikes are fast. It's like, well, they do the work. So yeah, they're they're fast. They have a good team. So you can't really get upset about it. You know, going into the second day. Trent was like, man, what do I, what can I do differently? You think I'm like, bro, I don't think he can do anything different. If you lead it off four, they're going to pass you. And if you follow off four, you're not going to draft them. So I don't really know like what you can do. Um, you could, you know, uh, they could slip the groove maybe, but I don't, I don't really know what to tell you. It's kind of discouraging for, for the other teams when, like he looked at me and he agreed, but it was like a discouraging, like, yeah, I guess you're right. It's, you know, I was kind of in the same boat. It's like, if I got up with Rispoli, what do I, what do I do? Like if I lead it off four, he's going to blow by me. And if I follow him off four, I, I can't draft him. So, yep. um, so it's one of those things. He was like, I was like, I don't think you can do really anything, dude. I think whatever Turner bike runs it strong off four, you know, hits the draft. Perfect. One of them, they're going to win. We just don't know who it is yet. So um, yeah. So that was cool. And then the second day production twins, um, like I said, it, for, for me, I was way happier won my semi and we were, I felt like we had a shot to stay in the hunt and we were there. We were a lot closer. I think at the finish, it was like, I was only a second behind and we actually had the fastest lap of the race, which don't mean it means absolute nothing. <laughs> um, but, uh, but we were, we were closer. We, we actually made a lot of changes. I want to like shout out my, my guys and Paul Ott for helping me, um, get better. Cause I was a bit discouraged the first day. It's just like, man, I thought we'd be a little bit better on these miles, but, um, so yeah. And then, you know, Janish, what, go ahead. What, what about, so I want to know, like, cause I didn't see this one, but looking at the results and the lap times or like the, the gaps and stuff was, was Rispoli or yeah, was Rispoli not as good on Sunday or, or, or did y'all close the gap? Like did, did Jesse close the gap that much or, or do you think James was a little, cause obviously he, he had a mechanical at the end, but, um, it was, he didn't lead every lap in the gap. It looks like, uh, Jesse was right there as far as I can tell. Yeah. I don't, I mean, there was a little bit more grip in the track the second day. I don't really know if, if that, I mean, I'm, I think I would like to think we just closed the gap a little. Um, like I, they got, so like off the start, they were just, 
Um, we put a little bit newer of a tire on and it didn't work very good for me. The first couple laps, they, you know, they were able to kind of just get that little bit of gap on me. And then me and Ben Lau got to kind of our own little drafting and we were kind of fucking each other. Um, they were able to sneak yep. away. So I couldn't really see what was going on, but, um, yeah, I mean, even the first day though, Janish was able to kind of s- stay near him. So, um, uh, not really the first day. <laughs> well, it was only a second <laughs> off really. I mean, it was a, they had a huge gap over us, like in third, like 11 yeah. seconds, but he was kind of there. Um, okay. But it's one thing to be there and it's another to like make draft passes, but looking at the lap chart, it looked like they were kind of dicing it back and forth. But I mean, I think it's underrated how fast that Janish's XG is like the dude rides it really well, as good as anyone I've ever seen ride an XG. And there's been some really good riders on those bikes. Um, he rides it really well, but, um, but that bike's fast. Like I rode with him in the semi and I really struggled to draft him on my Yamaha. So, um, the team did a great job. Jesse rode it well. And yeah, I think the last corner James threw a chain. It was kind of weird. It happened really quick. And at that point I, we actually, me and Ben kind of closed the gap a little. Um, but he threw a chain and I was, it was like, everything happened so quick. It was like, all right, well, I'm getting third again. That sucks. And then I got a second and Jesse won and um, yeah, so it was, you know, and then the gap behind us, I think Varnes was fourth, but it was a pretty big gap. And then behind him, I think we fifth place was 14 seconds behind. So, um, you know, yeah, cool it, to see Mikey up there grabbing a top five on, on Sunday. I, I don't know if I wasn't even sure if he was going to race on Sunday. I, I thought I, I, I thought I saw him like skip some of the sessions or something. I'm not sure, but yeah, good to see Mikey back out there for sure. Yeah. Mikey's good. Mikey's underrated and he's a good twins rider. He's rode the XG before. And it's good to have a guy that won a lot of races in the singles in production twins. It adds, it adds some credibility to the class and yeah, it was good, man. There was, uh, honestly, like I said, there was a, um, more guys in up in the front than I thought would be, um, in our class. So, so that was cool. And then as we got done the race, like this year for us, we've never really been into doing the challenge just because, we don't really have the equipment, to, the equipment to do it. Um, we, my guys live in their van all summer and they don't have a shop to go work at to rebuild bikes. So whatever we have for the year is what kind of what we deal with. Like we blew up a bike the first day and we had a motor in the truck, but we just don't have the infrastructure to pull out a motor and put it in the backup bike on race day. Um, right. John is 69 years old. I think he's 69. I don't, I don't know if I can age drop him, but the guy that, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard to, for him, you know, an LJ to, to do it, to do a motor swap where Essenson or Vance and Hines, they'd have that shit done in 35 minutes. So, um, the, you know, the downfalls of being a small team is we just, um, it's never been in the cards for us to do the challenge. But with that being said, I looked at the times after the, I felt really good in the production twins main. I looked at the times and I'm like, man, I was like, I think we could, you know, get up there. If I can get up there quick and get in the hunt, I think we could be anywhere from third to fifth place. And, uh, so like we didn't plan on doing the challenge. So they came in, they had to, um, do a couple things to the bike to, to get it ready. Uh, we pulled up. How'd right you, there. how'd you talk them into it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of, it, yeah, I, earlier in the year, they weren't, they weren't totally on board with it, but they were, they've been kind of more, 
you know, swinging toward being open-minded. Like they want to do good in that yeah. class too, but yeah. Um, and it was a, it was a huge, like I said, we're down to one seven fifty currently. So it was like, nice. man, why do we, should we do it? But I was so, I felt really confident. So we, we took it, we took a, a tooth off the gearing. And uh, the only thing that bit us in the ass was we didn't have, we had no tires ready for a main event. Like all we had was a brand new tire and we threw it on. I'm like, eh, maybe it won't be that bad. I'll, I'll try and bake it in on the, on the site lap. But, um, for those listening, like a new tire on a groove track, especially at the start of a main event, when those guys yeah. are hammering, it was, you know, I had a good start. I actually, I was right behind Briar off turn two and, uh, I probably could have drafted him and, and, uh, and fucked him a bit in the three, but I knew on the warm up lap that our, we were going to struggle the first few laps. So I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say I backed it off, but I was like, all right, well, I think we're going to probably, we're not going to be able to hang with this group. And I pushed hard to, to kind of stick with them guys. And I think I was running ninth or 10th and um, you know, we just, we lost the pack like where I wanted to be and started to have some issues with my brakes. And um, so we ended up like we had, you know, end up pulling off um, like we're down to one bike. It, it for me to have a, cu- a couple of those things going wrong, it wasn't really worth it to uh, go out there yeah. and, and keep beating on the thing but yeah we took a stab at it so hopefully we can have our shit together be a little bit more organized and maybe a track later down the year if it makes sense to do we'll do it but it's just hard like for small teams to to in production twins to run that challenge it's it's really hard um everyone's like why why don't you just do it it's like dude it's not it's it's not a it's not as easy as just fucking doing it there's a lot to it you know i'd love to go out there and make more money but um it's just hard. It's hard on the equipment and hard on my team. And, um, my guys at the end of the day, they were exhausted, like trying to get that bike ready in between production to super yeah. twins. Like they were busting their ass. So yeah, it was a- for sure. I'm not going to test to that new tire thing on a groove. I almost wonder if the new DT fours are, are even tougher when they're brand new like that. I've uh, kind of experienced some similar, similar stuff. I never, never like to start with a new, a new rubber on the groove track. Yeah. I didn't even think about the tire, dude. I'm like, all right, well, let's get it ready. Whatever you got to do, take the gearing off. Um, and then I go literally put my helmet on. I look at the bike. I'm like new tire. They're like, yeah, that's all we have. I'm like, shit. (laughs) It's like, and they just did all that work. I'm like, all right, well, let's just try it and see. And for me, honestly, and maybe it sounds bad, but getting six, eight, 14th, it's kind of all the same. Like it's lost a lot of like back in the day, if you could go out there and get a seventh, you know, in a day where there's 60 guys show up, a seventh would look way better than a 14th. But now it's like, I don't know, man, you, a couple of guys break, uh, you're basically 10th. Like I was, I felt like shit in that main event. I was running like ninth or 10th. I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's still equally as hard to get on the podium to, and to win those super twins races as you can probably attest to, but getting a top 10 these days, it's like, don't break. And then you, you know, yeah. wanna, you basically yeah, it's are. So, it's unfortunate. I kind of look at it as, as like a bandaid year for the sport. Um, they, they like, I, they didn't have a lot of options with, with the situation that was created with the Indian and, and the bikes and all that. Like they're sticking a bandaid on it and next year should be better. Next year is going to be interesting, man. Like if they go, if people were asking me, it's like, man, I don't know. I haven't had to really think about it too much, but if they end up, you know, are they going to change some of the production twins rules they have now with Essenson? Like, are they going to take away traction control or take away the twinkled engines? Cause a lot of these guys that are, 
in my class, they're not going to be able to figure out and afford TC and, you know, twingled engines and, um, to make it equally equal and more competitive, you might have to look at that. I'm sure that's not what those guys want to hear because they've been chasing after Indians for the last few years. Um, all the other production bikes, we've just been racing other production bikes, essentially that's kind of a gray area, I guess. But, um, yeah. for, for them, it's like, you know, they're going to be so far ahead on the game depending on what the rules are, but whatever it is, I hope they get the rules out soon. So the teams and the mechanics, we can start preparing like now, um, you know, to, to figure it out. So, um, yeah. anyway, it's good racing there. And then obviously me pulled off the upset. It looked like Dallas, man. What, what, what are your thoughts? I look like he run out of gas. Like I didn't see it. Um, I mean, I saw, I didn't talk, I, I, I congratulated him, but I didn't ask anybody what happened. But um, obviously, yeah, there's I mean, some sort of an issue there. So. Yeah, it would make sense because he ran out of gas on the cooldown lap the day before. Um, so, so yeah, maybe um, maybe it was gas. But, yeah, he definitely controlled the race. Looks like he led 22 laps. He's led four. Um, so, definitely a bummer for, for, for Dallas there. And it's a little surprised that J.D. wasn't up with him. You know, it looked like he – I don't know if he just wasn't as hooked up on Sunday or what because he was so good on Saturday, uh, especially in that dash. I kind of – he would have been my pick to win Sunday. But, but yeah, just maybe I'm guessing didn't have it hooked up like he needed to. And, um, but, yeah, big shout-out to Davis, man. Little Davis, that's that kid. He's impressive to see what he does. I pitted next to him my last race in Charlotte, and he was, like – the amount of work he was doing on his own Indian, like on the technical side of like uh, the electronics and stuff. It's, I got my own Indian and I started to try and dabble in that stuff. And it's just a lot to have to put your mind to. And he was over there on race day, just doing, doing it all on his own, not all of it, but a lot of it. So for him to be able to run his own program. And um, I know he's been, he blew up a motor and, and borrowed one from my team, the roof systems team which obviously is a strong motor they then did a good job it looks like for for the restrictors and putting together a strong package and so yeah i was, was stoked for davis to get up in there yeah yeah i mean it's it's underrated how how technical uh technical savvy i don't think that's a word but how how techy davis is with his bikes and how much he understands them and i think all the work he puts in you know that might contribute to a little bit of the inconsistency um it's it's got to be you know, I, I, well, it is, I've done it. It's, it's so hard to try and do all of that and focus on riding when, you know, a lot of these guys can just ride the bike. So, you know, Davis is a little, little inconsistent with his results, but when he's on dude, he's fucking good. Like, um, you know, he kind of ruined everyone's like, okay, well, the only Indian that can even stay in the draft is me. And that guy usually wins, you know, he usually wins a red mile by a straightaway minus the one year you were on him. But, um, and then Davis kind of ruined it just being that close on, on his bike. Um, so yeah, dude, shout out to Davis and, uh, his dad Rex and their whole team. And I think Sammy, from what I heard, I had a little bit of insight. I, I heard JD actually, they, they ran a little bit newer tire as well in their main event. Um, from what I heard, I, I don't know if that's interesting. I've seen those guys make that mistake before. Um, yeah. I wish they would have got that sorted by now, but I remember watching, looking at them lining up with the brand new tire evolution. It's like, Oh, that's not going to work. And sure enough. But um, yeah, but, that's what I heard. I, that could be wrong. So apologies to them if they're listening and I'm, I'm off base, but, uh, but it seemed like he got stronger as the main event went on and 
Um, Briar did a little bit, a little bit better the second day. He was, he was there. Uh, I heard he made a charge and then he kind of lost it. And then he kind of was starting to inch back up again. So I don't know if he slipped the groove or, or what I, I didn't get to watch the first half of the race cause I was in it. So, um, you know, he was a little bit closer, but it really seemed like they struggled with power. Um, you know, Briar in the semi, he was riding the piss out of, piss out of that thing around the outside, trying different stuff. It was super fun to watch, but, um, they really seemed like they were struggling on power. Like, I don't know if I saw him draft by anybody all weekend. So it was, yeah, it was, it's odd to see that, you know, you would think the factory bike could be the fastest bike. Um, and it was the same way last year when I was riding with them on the miles. Um, so I don't know how much is the bike or his, his setup as far as like, he's, he's tall, but also his bike is super tall. So I don't, so hard to say what, um, so he's up there in the wind, not just from him personally, but his bike is typically like the tallest bike out there. Um, so yeah, it's really, really odd to see that. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously I wanted to touch upon it cause it was big, big on social, just chain struggling once again. Um, it's kind of disheartening for me just to see like, uh, it's the nature of our sport, right? So you can be, you can be so good for a long time and you, you could basically win five races in a row. And if you have two bad races, you're, you're just, you're shit. Like, um, the fans have really short term memory and just to see her struggle on that bike. And I've obviously watched her my whole life and I've helped set bikes up for her and, just the level of uncomfort, like she's so uncomfortable, even looking like when she sits on it, it's a real big and bulky twin. It's heavy. The It's not like they can pull out an Indian FTR 750 and go testing every week. So there it's, it's been really, it's been tough to see. I'm, I'm just being transparent because I know she can still ride the bike. Well, I know she could put up good results if she had everything set up the way she needed and the team's working hard, like Jake's busting his ass, like, you know, Dave, like they, they don't want to not do well. Um, but it's just not translating over. And it's, it's really tough to see like the head shake this weekend was as a brother, man, it's terrifying. Like, you know, and what's the, it, they tried everything. It's kind of funny. I see people commenting like, uh, you need to do this on the triple clamps. It's like, shut up. Like, I think, I think they have good people in their pits trying to figure, I think Dave Zanotti is probably one of the best chassis guys in the sport. So it it's, it's not like they don't know what they're doing. It's just, it's tough to see, man. Like I, I knew it'd be a challenge for her on that bike, but, um, but this, it's been, it's been tough. Like it's, yeah. And that, it's unfortunate. Like it'd be good for the sport if she, she was running up, up front on, on her good, good tracks on it. It, and I can say from my experience, I did not miss going down those miles straight noise and have my bike head shaking. Like I had a lot of problems with that on the Indian as well, being a smaller rider for whatever reason. Um, I think sometimes the smaller riders on them, on them things may, may struggle with the head shake and, and it's tough to get it to quit shaking. Like we, we, were, we were okay sometimes and I had to pull off before because we added just a little bit of swing arm angle and I was trying to, put me on my head um and then also also yeah the bikes they're they're not a good bike for a small person as far as um i can only touch on the ground like and start properly like in my body position in the right position with the two into one exhaust pipe if we have the regular like two two pipe i can't like i can't i'm just like stuck i can barely tiptoe it so so i, I know it's a it's a it's a 
just wide to get your leg around the exhaust and everything. It's, it's um, like even, even tougher than the XR. Yeah, I agree. When I rode the, the Indian, it was an awesome bike, but I'm kind of, I have short legs. So it was, it was tough to kind of just jump on. Like obviously Jared's figured it out, but man, like all the testing they've done and he helped pretty much develop the bike. Like, you know, obviously Brian, Brian Smith, he had some good results on it, but he didn't look as comfortable on the Indian as he did his Crosley Cali over the years. And, um, yeah, and I think, I mean, that's why they, you know, tried to build their own Indian and make it smaller and stuff like that. Cause it just wasn't suited for, for, for our size. Um, Jared, I think has got a couple inches on us or whatever. And that's all it, that's all you need. I think not uh, everywhere, little... not everywhere. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, dude. I don't know. I mean, it, it sucks. And obviously it's hard. It's hard to see all the fans kind of trash, trash your sister when she's done so like her results have been so good over the years and she doesn't even like, she's humble. She doesn't like get on there and chirp back. It's just, it's tough to read. It's, it's like, man, after everything she's done and all the results she's put up for 15 years and just people just acting like she's just shouldn't even be on the motorcycle. It's, it's, it's the nature of, uh, I would say like our society these days, like I would say it's just flat track, but I see it in all kinds of sports. It's, uh, the, the how quick people are to just kind of just trash you is, uh, it's, it's a dog eat dog sport, man. And yeah, I, I mean, I don't, it. I don't think you should sweat that stuff that much. Like it's, it's, that's in a way it's good. It's like passion. The, the fans are engaging. They're showing passion. I mean, I, I've, I've been on the other both sides of that. So, so many times. And I think you, you, you need to not, you can just reframe it a little bit. Like it's, it's all, it's all just the fans showing passion and you just take it with a grain of salt, you know, like they're being a wanker. They're being a wanker. It's all good. They're just a wanker. <laughs> like it is what it is. Like don't, don't sweat the small stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've got better. Uh, like, I look at it. No, you're right. You're dude. You're right. And I've, I've been able to channel it better. Like I, I don't get on there and, and chirp every day. Like I'm Robbie Bobby. So it's, uh, I try not to even read it. I try just to avoid it, but, uh, people send me screenshots. I'm like, don't send me that shit. Dude. I don't <laughs> fucking poison. So, um, yeah. none of the, and you don't see anybody with credibility saying shit, like all the current riders, like they respect, like we all respect one another. It's, we're not shit talking anybody's, you know, it's, um, we obviously want to beat each other, but there's, there's a lot of good mutual respect between all the, all the riders. So, um, yeah, so interesting weekend, man. Um, a lot to talk about. There was so much that happened, new bikes. The first mile of the year is always pretty interesting because it, it, you have to ride the bike, but it takes a little bit of the rider. Um, like it's not, you can't override the bike to, to overcompensate for being off the pace a little like you can on other tracks. So it was, it was interesting, man. And, uh, they, they had a pretty decent crowd, the, the, the program, like the, from the promotion side of it, I thought that went really well. They did a great job with it. I'm a little bummed on the trophies, dude. Like, um, the, so I got a trophy at, where was it? Missouri. And it was like the state of Missouri, like, just like, um, just like the outline of Missouri with a flat track bike on the front. And then the red mile was just the state of Kentucky with a flat track bike on the front. I'm like, what's going on? Like, uh, so I kind of miss, I don't know, dude, when's the last time you got like, a an old fashioned trophy, like the four bar, like we used to get when we were younger. I wish they'd bring them back. Like I go to Chris Carr's house in his basement. He's got all of his badass trophies are like four or five foot 
old school trophies and I have like a cowboy boot, alligator heads. Like it's cool, but kind of miss the old school trophy deal a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I kind of like the, the, the different trophies we've been getting lately, the different changing it up, the boot and alligator and surfboard. And so I've, I've, I've appreciated it, but yeah. Surfboard one's really cool. Actually. The gators are cool. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to like display them too. It's like, where do I put this? Like the Lima ones, it's they're fucking huge. It's like, where do I put this? Um, <laughs> Run out of space. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. Yeah, overall, a pretty solid weekend, man. I I don't know if I have much else really to chat about. It's gonna be an interesting rest of the year. Laconia should be pretty cool. We'll probably do a podcast before Laconia, but it looked like I found a video online. They they added clay to that track, so it probably won't be a pile of shit like it was the last time it was racy and it, that was cool to watch, but I think it'll be a lot different this, this next time we're there. Um, but I guess you don't really, you like cushiony, you like slick. I mean, it doesn't really matter for you, I guess. Yeah. To some extent it doesn't really matter. And I'm kind of like, is what it is not too stressed about it. But at the same time, it was, I remember coming off in my semi there, like the last time I raced there, and riding right up to lock and being like, dude, we can't do 25 laps. Like it was so gnarly. <laughs> it was so gnarly. Like even I, I had to kind of remember, remind myself of that. Cause I was going in with like, oh, I don't care. Make it as rough as you want. But yeah, it was, it was a little bit too much last time. And, and we were like, dude, we can't do 25 laps. So we're bitching to lock. <laughs> uh, what did they end up doing? Track. Did they, we, short, we, they, they short, they shortened it. Yeah. Yeah. They did. It was a cornfield. It was probably the roughest national I've ever seen. Like I didn't race there and we didn't production twins didn't, uh, they didn't run short tracks that first year. And my team did, we didn't have the funding to go up there, but it yep. was, uh, it was pretty damn rough, dude. The only other time, did you ever race? I don't know if you were there, but Billings, we had a short track in Billings, Montana, the one year. Yeah. You remember how rough that track was? Like oh, was, yeah. I think me, it wasn't a national, though, right? No, the, no. It was like the yeah, night before think, or something. Me and me and Jake Johnson, I think, battled for the lead. Like, on, we were both on framers, I want to say, too, or something ridiculous. So it, was, it, was, it was pretty gnarly. Yeah, I remember. I forget. It was, I was like, I think it was my rookie year, but it was equally as rough, maybe rougher than what Laconia was. So... I don't know, man. Like, I'm sure it'll be better. Like, they put clay down, but it might get dry and slick. It might be like a little, like a mini, you know, whatever, something slick and dry clay track one liner. So, uh, anyway, we'll see. Hopefully not. I, I think those venues, I think, can be good for us. Those little, like, little stadium style action packed venues all the actions right in front of you. I, I, I personally think we should go to more venues like that than, than horse track miles. I think. Red, red miles safer but um some of those horse track miles that they were trying to shift the sport towards i think are so dangerous and when we can be racing at like little stadium style short tracks i mean maybe i'm I, i've been saying that for a while but now that's all i'm doing is short tracks so i'd like to see more of that come come back um i think it's a lot safer and it's also can be intense action packed in your face racing yeah no I, i'd agree i uh i mean i like every i don't really dislike anything but i think for action to see the whole racetrack. Like I had, like I had some family come out this weekend who live in Kentucky and they're like, man, it's hard to see everything. It was like their first race. They're like, we can't really see anything, but the straightaway I'm like, yeah, it's kind of how mile racing is. But when you go and you watch an indoor 
or you watch, you know, like Astrodome back in the day, you're up, up in the stands, like you can see everything and it's pretty badass. So yeah, I mean, it's, I like the schedule this year, but, um, Laconia will be, will be interesting. And we have a test day there the, the day before. So we'll see, we've kind of struck out both test days this year. Uh, Daytona, we got out twice or I'm sorry, Volusia and it rained. And then Missouri, we got out like two times and the track was coming apart. So they pulled the plug on it. So hopefully we get a full test day in, but, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's a wrap, man. I don't think I got much else. Um, a lot happened, um, tried to talk about as much as we could, but I I missed both of the instances. Like I didn't see, I didn't see that stuff. So, uh, maybe we'll put a call in the, one of the, one of the guys and I'll have to call Max and Trevor and see, I didn't, I honestly didn't see it. So glad everybody's all right. It was a, it was a good, good weekend. As far as that goes, everybody, nothing major that I know of. And yeah, good racing. The fans seem to really like it. So it's, um, it's, uh, it was a little unpredictable, which is always good from a fan side of things. Like you don't know who's going to win. Like last year was pretty much all right. Jared's probably going to, going to win the mile again. And this weekend it was, if anything, it was, it was good for that. It was unpredictable. So, um, yeah, overall good weekend. Yeah. The sport needed that after the start of the year with the, the, the challenges to start the year. So it was good to, it's good to see a solid weekend and get in. Absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate you, Sammy, for coming on, dude. Um, want to make sure we shout out these sponsors one more time. Mission Foods, Bell Power Sports, Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing, Indian Motorcycle, Moto America. Make sure you check out Road America this weekend. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, Jerry Stinchfield, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, Manscaped. Use the code TANKSLAP20 on manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping. Um, it's a wrap, dude. Are you going to race this weekend. I saw you were kind of slated to do the Dairyland, which is kind of cool. What's, uh, what's your plan leading up to Laconia? Yeah, I was supposed to race the Dairyland this weekend on, uh, I'd get to get the Indian out there and, and race it. Um, but it's, uh, Tuesday now and just woke up with a severe sickness. I'm like body aches and headache. And so I'm, I'm, I gotta figure out if I'm uh, physically there with the sickness or not. Um, but I got flights booked, the rental car booked. I'm supposed to be there. So hopefully, Hopefully it can work it out. It was going to work out well to, to get some time on the Indian. Um, you know, they're all so different. Um, so, so looking, was hoping to get some time to get dialed in for Laconia. Yeah. Um, who's, who's going up? Like who was going to take the bikes? Like the team was going to go up or. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, ben Evans was going to come up. Uh, he's getting the bike ready this week and going to bring her over for me. It was the plan. So, so we'll see. It's not looking too good right now, honestly, with uh, the way today's gone, but um, fingers crossed. Well, hopefully you get out there, dude. Uh, that's a good event. Shout out to Bert for, for what he's doing with that event. It's uh, I'd like to get out there, but I'm taking, uh, there's a local race here. I'm going to take Cruz to, uh, he went with me to red mile to watch me race. So I'll, I'll take a weekend and take him racing, but yeah, it's going to be a good event. Hopefully you uh, feel better, dude. And yeah, for, hopefully it's not the monkey flu. On. I don't know what's going on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, there's something new every year. Who the fuck knows? But yeah. <laughs> You're pretty resilient though. Oh my guy. I mean, it's, uh, you're probably the only guy, like you're the most resilient guy I, I think I've ever met. I mean, you could probably hit you in the face with a shovel as hard as you could. And you would just like walk away and be like, well, I don't yeah. want to be tough anymore, man. You know, it's <laughs> not, it's not fun being tough. I'm, I don't want to do that. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Well, dude, appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for, yep. for taking the time and we'll, uh, we'll chat with you soon. Sounds good later. All right. See you, Sammy. 
Well, that's a wrap, guys. That's uh, 97 in the books. Thanks for tuning in. Really cool to have Sammy Halbert on board as a co-host. Um, really appreciate the support from the fans. We had a really a couple of really good episodes. The Eric Buell one was, was awesome. So if you go back in the archives and listen to that, episode 96, Eric Buell, uh, really good show. Appreciate everybody for subscribing on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. It goes a long way. The, uh, the support is appreciated. You can go on iTunes, Facebook, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Drop some comments. A lot, like every race, I have fans coming up and just uh, shouting out the podcast. And it's it's really cool, like taking time middle of the day and time away from training and time away from other stuff we're doing to, to drop these pods. Sometimes it's hard, but uh, the motivation is there from everybody who who listens in. Uh, we have weekly people that listen, listen into every show as soon as they drop. So Shout out to you guys. You guys are the real MVPs. Appreciate once again. And that's it. We out.